Greetings and welcome back to TanakhStudy.com. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We are now in Sefer Divrei Hayamim Aleph, Perak Yod Aleph. And uh, we just read about the death of Shaul as recounted here in Divrei Hayamim. We saw several differences towards the end uh, relative to what was described in Sefer Shmuel. And now we're going to see David um, and the text here bypasses the events both in Tziklag where David was when he heard of Shaul's death, and also much of David's life in Hebron, of which we heard several incidences, incidents in Sefer Shmuel, including, of course, famously, the uh, the death of Avner. So they all came to him in Hebron. We are flesh and blood together. In other words, we are declaring a unity between the north and the south. So... Even in the past, Gamshalshom is biblical idiom, literally means yesterday and the day before, biblical idiom for ever since we can remember. Gambiot Shaul Melech, even when Shaul was still king, Yisrael, you still the one who led us out basically to war, and you were the chief of staff. And God told you to be the shepherd of his people, and you'll be the leader. Nagid is a title that we first heard in the context of Shmuel, of Shaul, uh, over Am Yisrael. What is it, what, why do they say that God told you? So either they're referring to Shmuel's, uh, anointment of, uh, David, if they heard about it, or else the events have led that way. So again, they come to Hebron. So David made a breed with his kenim in the presence of God, which it's unclear what it means, not the Aaron. And so now we're told, yes, that's what Hashem has told Shmuel, and there's an allusion here to the anointment of David secretly in, in, in Beit Lachem. And uh, now they publicly and formally anoint David as their king. Uh, important shift that has happened. Uh, although it's not pronounced uh, here at all, is that the anointment of Shaul happened by Shmuel Hanavi, and clearly Shmuel was the leader, and Shaul was at least presented as being his protege. Uh, here, David does not have a Navi who anoints him, but rather the people anoint him, and uh, David uh, here seemed, does seem to be the person in charge, and indeed the two Navi'im who operate in David's life uh, do operate sometimes in the form of rebuking. And Natan, of course, in the story of Bacheva, and God, famously, in the story of the of the uh, of the census. But nonetheless, do not play nearly the same kind of role as Shmuel played with Shaul. And then he goes to Shalim. He Yavus. It's otherwise known as Yavus. V'sham Hayivusi who lives there. The Yavusim. That's why it's called Yavus. Um, so we very quickly left Hebron. So the people of Yavuz said, don't come here. And, and remember in Shmuel, Bet Perakei, there's a whole thing with the Ivrim and the Pischim. And none of that very strange passage about the line and the lame is mentioned here at all. And David conquered the citadel or the fortress of Zion, which is now known as Ir David. And he said, Whoever can first smite a Yavuzi, and again, the whole the whole description of the tsinor and touching the pipe. Yael Rosh Ulasar, he will be my captain. Vayal Rishonah Yoav Ben Surya Vayel Rosh. So Yoav Ben Surya went forward, and he became the head. By the way, this is the first time that Yoav is mentioned, and Yoav, of course, is 
has been a serious, a, a critical fighter on behalf of David, and uh, certainly in David's wandering days and in Hebron. Uh, but here he's presented as sort of making his uh, first mark in Yerushalayim. Vayeshev David b'mitzad. Mitzad is like the Mitzuda. Alkein karulo ir David. That's why that place is called ir David. Then he built the city up. The Milo may mean area that was a valley that he filled in uh, in order to level it and be able to build there. And the simple read of this is that Yoav did not smite the Yavusim who were living there, but rather let them live. David continued to grow in his fame and his power. Hashem was with him, which is maybe that's the symptom of Hashem being with him. The rest of this parak approximates the second to last parak in Sefer Shmuel, was the list of David's main soldiers. Uh, who sounds like Tachkimoni Rosh from Shmuel Bet Rosh Hashalishim, who he himself took his spear and killed three hundred men at one point. So he's one of David's top fighters. Uh, we hear the constantly the number three and thirty here. So it sounds like he's one of the top three. It's not all all very unclear. David by Pastamim. Pastamim is known in Shmuel as Ephestamim. The place where David fought Goliad. Something we did not hear about in Shmuel, that that field was full of barley. And the people ran away. Now, this may be an explanation for why the Plishtim were there at all. They may be doing what Plishtim do, which is to come and pillage. Uh, so they were pillaging barley. So they stood up there now, of course, in the account in Shmuel Aleph, Perak Zion, David alone, and everyone else is scared, David alone fights Goliath. However, there are allusions at the end of Sefer Shmuel that David was not the only one to fight such a battle, and there's the famous Elchanan, who uh, we'll mention here, who sounds like he did exactly what David did, and even the mention of his enemy there is Goliath. Here, Vayosha Adonai Chuak God had a great salvation. So they, these the thirty of three of these top thirty men came to David. The tsur may be a rele, uh, may be a reference to the Mitsuda. El Me'arat Adulam. But then they come to the cave of Adulam, which is in the middle of the country. Now Me'arat Adulam is further south and uh, west of Yerushalayim, um, and so that mention here is very odd because that's a place that David stopped much earlier in his life. David Azbam Tsuda. This puts David back in Shalayim. Unasiv Plishtim Azbe Beit Lachem. And the Plishti uh, garrison was in Beit Lachem. Now, Beit Lachem, remember, is David's city. But David no longer controls the city. It's controlled by Plishtim. And this is the beginning of the time that David is king. Now, if you recall, in Shmuel Bet Perakhei, when David conquers Yerushalayim, then there is mention of wars with the Plishtim uh, at the beginning of his being there. And that's kind of the last you hear about the Plishtim. Uh, but uh, here they're playing a different role. They're also controlling Beit Lechem. Uh, that's something that we hear about at the end of Shmuel, kind of going back to this war. David suddenly has a great thirst or a great desire. He says, Who could go get me water? David's in Shalim. Who could go get me water from the cistern of Beit Lechem that's right at the gate? 
and David, having grown up in Beit Lachem, uh, perhaps uh, longed for that water from there. So his three great heroes broke through the camp of the Plishtim, and they drew out water from that cistern. They carried to David all the way to Shalai. David did not want to drink them, we'll find out why, and instead he poured them out in front of Hashem as a Nisuchamayim. This is something that we heard Shmuel doing uh, in uh, back in Paragzion and Shmuel pouring out water as some sort of a a worship uh, act, uh, but here he does it. Otam Lashem seems to may perhaps mean if the Aron had already been brought to Shalim, which has not yet, then it would mean that. But uh, again, to pour them out to God, like we had Lifnei Hashem earlier in Hebron. He said, "God forbid, may asot zot that I would do this, meaning to drink this water." It would be like drinking these people's blood because they risked their lives, uh, or they actually brought it with their blood, literally, but they risked their lives to bring it so he didn't want to drink the water. So these are the great deeds of these three heroes. Now the question is, do we hear the names of the three heroes? It's unclear because Yoav's brother Abishai was the head of the three. Which three? The top three? Unclear. He took his spear and killed 300. Sounds like somebody we heard of earlier. He has, he's reckoned among the three. So there's two of them that are honored among the three. He is the great one. This is what's confusing. Avishai is honored above the other two of his group of three, but he doesn't come to the other group of three. Makes it sound like there's a group of three who are the top soldiers, the ones who broke through the the, the, the Plishti garrison in Beit Lachem to get the water. Their names are not necessarily mentioned. And Avishai is part of the second tier. He's the head of the second tier. Now, B'nayav and Yohiyadab and Ishchayel, Rav Pe'alim Min Kavtzael. Kavtzael is in the, in the south, near Edom. Uh, B'nayav and Yohiyadab, we've heard of, who is a great soldier and has done many things. We got Shnei Ha'ariel Moav. This seems to be two ministers of Moav. And he also fought a lion and a cistern. It's a very strange story. Uh, take a look at the Radak and the parallel uh, Pasuk in, uh, in Shmuel. Now, this is a description that we hear something similar in Shmuel, but there it's Ishmadon. And Chamesh Ba'amat. A man is five amot tall. That's uh, much taller than a regular person. He has a spear that's like a weaver's loom, which is exactly how the haft of Goliath's sword is described. He came down with him with a stick. And he stole the spear from the Egyptian and they killed the Egyptian. These are the great deeds of Benayahu. And he's reckoned among the three Giborim. He's the most honored of the thirty. Well, Shalom still doesn't come to the circle of three, like Avishai doesn't. So David puts him in charge of his army, evidently. So we have this very strange mention of the three and the other three and the thirty. It sounds like David has a top echelon of thirty, among which there are reckoned two top groups of three and another three, and the top three are names that we don't hear, and the great heroes that we hear about are among the second three, but they don't make it to the top three. And we continue with this. Um, um, and Asael, of course, has died long before this. 
um, Elchanan ben Dodo mi Bet Lachem, and Elchanan is the one who in Shmuel is the one who is credited with killing Goliath and Shmuel Bet towards the end. Shamota Hadori Chelatz Haploni Irabeni Keshat Koi Aviezra Antoti. Some of these names are the same as those mentioned in Shmuel Bet, and some of them are slightly different, some of them are greatly different. Sibchaya Chushati Ilaiha Achochi, the first of them we heard, not the second. Marayan Tofati Chelat ben Baanan Tofati from the Tofa. Itai ben Rivai Migivat ben Avinyamin ben Yaha Piratoni from Piraton. Churai min Achalei Gaash Aviel Haarvati Azmavet Abarchumi. El Yachba Shalvoni from Shalvim, evidently. Bnei Hashem Haguzoni Yoratan ben Shanei and ben Shagei Harari. Achiyam ben Sachar Harari Elifel ben Ur Chayfer Amachiroti Amachirati Achiyah Ploni. So Achiyah Ploni. Chetzroh Karmelim and Naarei ben Az ben Ezbai. Yoel Achi Natan. Mivchar ben Hagri. We haven't heard of these. Tzelaka Amoni. We've heard of Nachra ben Rotino. Say Kleyuav ben Zray. He was Kleyuav's weapons carrier. Iraha Yitri and Shmuelzi Iraha Yairi. Garev Hayitri. Uriah Hachiti, who is the last on the list in Shmuel. Zeve ben Achli ben Achlai. Adina ben Shiza Haruveni Rosh Haruveni veAlav Shloshim. Okay, Hanan ben Machav, Yoshafat Amini, Uziah Ashtarti, Shama Viel, Bene Chotam, Haaroeri, Yediael, Ben Shimri, Viocha Achiv, Hatitsi, Eliel, Eliel Hamachavim, Vivavi, Yoshavai, Bene El Naam, Vitma Muavi, Eliel Havoved, Vyasiel, Hamitsovayat. That's the list of David's Giborim. And then in the next parak, we're going to actually backtrack and go to David in Siklag. And again, you hear lots of names of David's men and David's court. And we're going to continue um, um, moving with following David as he establishes his kingdom over the next few parakim. So we'll pick it up with Parak Yudbet in the next podcast. Meantime, we should have a wonderful day.